The G League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast Tailor Made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week to get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Yes, sir. Welcome into the G League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Twitter, firm, and junior here at your service. And it was a great night in G League hoops yesterday. A great night for who? I had had a terrible time last night. It was a great night for those G League players that got to realize their Their dreams dreams of playing in the G League and... That's essentially what happened over the NBA over the course of the night. And a lot of those players had very, very good nights. Some did not. Others did. But it was a very, very fun night in the G League. Scott, how are you doing? Uh, doing okay. Uh, to, yesterday was not a fun day in the NBA for me, at least, because I was victimized by the last second scratching of a couple of players. And... That's going to lead me into the Orlando game because I feel like that's the main game that people that I'm referring to, but I'm sure other people were talking about uh, on Twitter, et cetera. So the Cavs have nothing to play for because they already clinched their seating. So, okay, it makes sense. They're going to bench everybody pretty standard. The Magic randomly after the Cavs decided to bench everybody had a realization. The Magic realized maybe two hours before the game, wait a second, we have nothing to play for either. Why don't we bench all of our starters, too? And the argument is, Orlando, you've been playing for nothing for three months. Why would you start benching your starters now? And on top of that, to go through everybody they benched, it was pretty much all the starters. Cole Anthony didn't even play. And he wasn't even on no, the so, so Cole, yeah, I was about to say, Cole Anthony didn't even get a designation. Like, everybody thought Cole Anthony was playing, and then the game goes on, and it's like, oh, he's not starting? All right. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get him. one minute. He wasn't even on the It's like, board. all right, they're keeping him in the same role coming off the bench. They didn't want to change his role just because, you know, they sat the starters. All right, cool. And then it's like, <laughs> time just keeps going and going and going, and he never checks in. <laughs> I don't think you understand. There was a Michael Carter Williams sighting on a basketball court yesterday. You know, the that last time I've seen time. Michael Carter yeah. Williams well, on the court, like, I, 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 I didn't know he was still in the league. It might be like 20, maybe 2020. But I'll tell know. you it's what made it worse, time. though. So I ended up having the magic money line in a parlay. In, in a way, it's my fault for betting on the NBA so far in advance, just in a specific day. <laughs> in a way, it's my fault, even though I bet it at like, I don't even know, two in the afternoon. But I figured Orlando hasn't benched anybody all year. And. You know, Cleveland benched their entire starting court. Really, just everybody already. I figured Orlando at home was in a decent spot. Then they benched everyone. I realized I was kind of screwed. But I think the worst part about Orlando deciding to bench everybody, it was fan appreciation night. Oh, was it? In the stadium. It was fan (laughs) appreciation night. And they're starting like Okiki. And they're starting like a bunch of players who you probably don't want to see on the court. and. Looking at those starting lineups was probably one of the worst starting lineup battle 
on the entire NBA, just in the entire NBA season. But Orlando just benches all of its starters on fan appreciation night, really? Isn't that a little bit disrespectful? Kind of feels that way. Could have let them get uh, a quarter, a half, uh, something. I mean, just something, you, just, you know. You, but I mean, hey, maybe it was for the fans of those players. Like those players have family members that wanted to see them. I, I don't know. It, don't it was just knew the, it was knew so the funny because I was just sitting there thinking about it. Because when they when the Cavs benched everybody, and it was the the Orlando starting unit versus the Cavs C team. I saw 10 and a half and I said, huh, that really makes me want to get in on the Cavs here. Like I, I just, I can't see Orlando just running away with this. And then Orlando benched everybody. And I was like, dang, I really should have got in on the Cavs. And I was like, uh, maybe it's now time for Orlando. And I kind of switched my tune again. And then as the game started, I was like, oh yeah, Cavs was the answer all the way. Orlando put up like 42 points in the first quarter and then immediately got destroyed. I think, I think they went from up nine to losing by 28. Or something. They got absolutely buried the final three quarters of the game. But yeah, that's kind of how it. Uh, I, that's how I wanted to start off the podcast because the Magic on Fan Appreciation Night said, "We're taking your money, no refunds, no exchanges, and uh, get out of here." And that's how that went. The Skyler May situation is all separate can of worms because I don't know why he didn't play the fourth quarter. Guy had seven assists in twenty-three minutes and just did not play the fourth quarter, which was ridiculous. But I, I guess he's too good. He was going to mess up the tank. But yeah. you have any other talking points you want to have? I know the Suns had a battle with the Nuggets second stringers, but they won the game anyway. So I don't really I mean, this is the second time. I shouldn't I should I shouldn't have seen that coming. That was the second time it happened that they had this same line against that same team and they weren't able to cover. Like they were losing at one point. That's yeah. really Trying to think of any uh, other takeaways though. Philly no I mean, Philly no showed the game against Miami, but no, it's, there's one major takeaway, and it's the fact that the run is over. The ticket is in the trash. The Utah Jazz are officially eliminated from the play-in. Oh, okay. And, you know. The free throw disparity wasn't their fault yesterday. They just got buried on, at the free throw one. And it was so insane. It was like 25 to 8 at one point in the second half. And I'm like, yep. that's not even, that's not real. Like just, just, that's not real. You can't tell me that you're going, you're going inside the paint and you're not getting those calls. Like 25 to eight is really, really insane. But that's a great point by JR, by the way. Uh, there were 77 points in the first quarter of that magic game. And it still went under 214. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually incredible. I, I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I'm so, you know, I, I felt I felt okay last night going down with the ship though. I felt perfectly fine going down with the ship. Would I have liked the main money? Yes. But you know, this Utah team has been amazing to us all year. They really have. And we've been literally doing this since November. So it's been basically all year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so and so yeah, I, I felt fine going down with the ship. You see that well, it, it, it even worked for them it even worked for me against the Lakers. Did I think Utah had like a good roster? No. No. Did I think that they did I think that you know the Lakers should win the game by 15? Sure. Yes. Line was nine. I didn't care. They were down 10 with a minute and a half to go, and they outscored them 10 nothing and lost in overtime. But it didn't yeah, Utah just found a way. Yeah. And so out of principle, I probably end up betting Utah the rest of the year, but I don't have any expectations for this Utah team for the rest of the season. I think they gave and I think that was their last home game. It might have been. 
was that the last home game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They played Denver uh, on Saturday. Okay. So I'm sure Denver's oh. going to be using everybody in that game. Yeah. Jazz money line in that Denver game. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's go ahead and get into well, do, this. Do you, want to mention, do you want to mention the Philly game or no? Because there was a classic letdown spot after beating Boston and they didn't really yeah, care. I'm, yeah. I feel like we all, I feel like everybody knew that Philly wasn't showing up to that game. I didn't think Embiid would play the second half, and then it turns out he didn't for blowout reasons, but I thought there'd be a minute restriction involved. Yeah, no. Yeah, I felt very confident that Miami was going to go in there and roll over them. There wasn't nothing surprising about that. All right, but got to talk to you about Shady Rays. Our our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes, and they are an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product, most insane protection plan that you could ever have by a sunglass company because it doesn't matter if you break or lose your pair on day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked go to shadyrays.com use promo code sgpn for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself this shades rated five stars by over two hundred thousand people all right let's see here first game up on the slate for today Detroit Pistons are going to play the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Indiana's laying seven. Open up at seven and a half, now down to seven. 231 is the total. That's come up four and a half points. Let's look here at an injury report for the Detroit Pistons. Marvin Bagley is probable with a concussion. Isaiah Livers is questionable. Amari is questionable. Burks is out. Magruder's out. Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about them. So you're getting that three-man rotation of Wiseman, Bagley, and Durenigan. And for the Pacers, Halliburton is out. Turner, McConnell, Jalen Smith, all questionable. Chris Duarte is out. It's a lot of size for Detroit in this game against Indiana. Not a lot Mm. of defense by either team. Yeah, but a lot of size. Like, a lot of – Indiana really has only one center on their roster, and that's Miles Turner. Everybody else is like a forward. That I'm assuming Turner's not really going to well. play. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play. So, I know Ivy had a double-double last game against the Nets. I'm not sure if he's going to get there because he had eight assists in the first Ivy half. Ivy always has a double-double when we don't talk about it. I know. It sucks. But I don't think he's going to – I'm not sure if he's going to get there this time, but I do like – I'm going to link to the over in this game, first things first. I just think you'll see points here. It has another G League field that randomly has 250 points in the game. Like that's that, kind of uh, like that Blazers and excuse me, that Blazers and Spurs game last night. That just yeah, pretty much, just no defense, bunch of points. I, I like the over in that one. Uh, Ivy double double, you can consider, but I once again think that he's going to finish probably with eight or nine. So I might consider taking the regular assist number on Ivy, but. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I really like in this game because for any of the rebounds. Oh, I for, love James Wiseman. I was going to say for the centers, I, I keep I keep picking the wrong center for Detroit, so I, I, I can't love pick the right James one. James Wiseman. I can't I, pick the right one. I think the main props I'm considering for Indiana, it's either Nemhart double double or McConnell double double. With um. I know that McConnell had a great game off the bench last time out, but he's questionable. He might not play. So if he doesn't play, I'm all over Nemhart double double. Yeah, besides that, I mean, Matherin points, Noara points are tempting. I got to mention Jalen Smith double-double because I don't think that Miles Turner is going to play. So 
a lot of the props I'm tempted by are double-double based, but you're mostly just trying to rely on a bigger role or more minutes for players mm -hmm. with the other fellow G-leaguers suddenly being scratched. It's a very good spot for Nemhard, isn't it? Especially if McConnell doesn't play. Yeah, Nemhard is like one of the best G-leaguers out here, so yeah. I think that is definitely an opportunity for him. I'm taking the G-leaguer that has NBA talent in James Wiseman, though. And just okay. saying that he's the third overall pick. We've seen him go crazy, like, against starters in the NBA. We've seen him have good games against starters. This just feels like where there's probably going to be no size to compete against him at all. Anybody that can keep up with them is undersized. He should be able to get whatever he wants at the rim. I think that the pace is going to be insane because Indiana's going to push the pace and Detroit's going to match them. So I'm looking to see a lot of pick and roll with Wiseman, some lobs to the basket, easy dunks, a really, really fun game. And you look up and James Wiseman has 14 points in the second quarter. So yeah, I think I'm on a Wiseman, a Wiseman ladder today. I think that he has a really good one. And because of that, and the rest of the bigs that I just think will play a factor, especially when it comes to misses and giving Detroit extra possessions. I'm taking Detroit plus seven. I'm going to take Detroit two plus the seven, mostly because why the hell would I lay seven points with a team that's also benching half at starters? That doesn't really make any sense to me. I'll link mm -hmm. to Detroit. I think it'll be a close game, a high-scoring game. My favorite play is the over. I see a lot of points. But mm -hmm. I do feel like this is another one of those ultimate same game parlay step up games where you find random players to score 20 plus points or to record eight plus rebounds or some random stats. And you might see a bunch of huge parlays hit because it's really just the perfect blend of mispriced players based on boosted amounts of minutes, as well as just a situation where both teams should play fast. So I see a lot of points in this game, a lot of bench players that become starters and have big games i like the over in pretty much every capacity all right uh, let's see here i'm trying to pull something up i'm gonna see is if there... they have player props up for it's it's some like wiseman's at 14 and a half and so i'll just go ahead and take that in 2025 20, as far as i can take that but so my question here for you is Matherin double double at ten to one. I found sixteen to one for Matherin. Yeah, I found sixteen. To yeah, one. like that's is that I, not I was, intriguing? Well, we could also say the book because we're not affiliated anymore. It's on draft. Oh yeah, we're not. It's on, it's on DraftKings. DraftKings at sixteen to one. Yeah, so seventeen and eight against the Knicks, nineteen and nine against the Cavs. I mean, you're hoping for the rebounds. You know, the assists are not going to be for Matherin, so you're just yeah. hoping for the rebounds. Yeah, fifteen and four for OKC, but everybody else was rebounding. He didn't have to rebound. 29 and 9 against Milwaukee. Like he can absolutely get there. <laughs> he could. The concern is though, if you're not if you don't think he's gonna get there via assists, and he hasn't really had a double double recently, he's gotten close per se. Mm-hmm. Do you it's, a, it's a whole bunch of near misses. Like it's it, a whole that's bunch what I'm of saying. near misses. Like, I think that there's some value based on where he's landed. But I don't think he's going to hit the 16 to 1. But I think this price is too high, if that makes sense. Like, I think there's value on it because of how close he's been. Just Do I think he's think going he's, to yeah. get there? Probably not. I think he'll finish with like seven or eight rebounds because Detroit has size two. So 
I think yeah. that you might run into some problems there, but it's 16 to one. I'm not going to insult you for taking a 16 to one shot. Yeah. All right. I'm there. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't see anything on Nemhart, so I can't uh, say any, I can't say anything about that. I do want to ask you though, Killian Hayes, his double double is plus five fifty. Oh, it's five fifty. Okay. On FanDuel, why is it five fifty? Is he barely going to play in this game or something? I know he's not a good scorer, but he's the main facilitator on the team. And on Tuesday against Miami, he played forty two minutes. Against the Nets last game, he played 35 minutes. Once again, I know he can't shoot, but if we're expecting a lot of points and he's the starting point guard on the team, how is it plus 550? I think it's worth a look. I think it has to be worth a look. And Once again, I, I don't think Killian Hayes is an NBA caliber player, but most of the people playing in this game aren't because the, it's G League day, which is why it's the G League <laughs> podcast today. So yep. 550. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. If he's going to play north of thirty minutes, which he probably should, based on how much he's played recently, five fifty is a crazy price. You know, or at least take ten plus assists and ignore the points. Take something. You know, when you're a swordfish, your sword is everything to you. You can't be a swordfish out here with a gimpy sword because you'll get picked on by the other swordfish and they'll laugh at you. And you'll doubt your skills as a swordfish and you'll start having an identity crisis because if you're a swordfish with no sword, are you just a regular fish? Like, are you just out here fishing with the regular fishes? That's deep. Yeah, but... With sword vitality, you can make sure that your sword is right and always good for a sword fight because self-care is cool. Self-care is manly. Be proud of taking care of you and your sword. Don't just be out here and be a regular fish. Be a swordfish with sword vitality. No more hiding that little blue pill in your sock drawer. Don't no, Don't go out here getting the gas station sketchy pill. No. It is time to become a sword vitality fish if you aren't experiencing the erections that you should, especially in the morning time. So go and use sword vitality. It will increase the blood flow to your sword to maintain your presence as a fish in the bedroom. And it will increase your stamina so that you can go out here and you can swim and sword fight for days. You don't got to hide it. Be proud of being a swordfish. Don't just out here being a regular fish. Be a swordfish. Unseat your sword with swordvitality.com. Use promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout. That is swordvitality.com, promo code SGPN. I think your metaphor might have gone over some people's heads because Nick said that the instructions were unclear. He made a reservation for Red Lobster for dinner for him and his significant other. So. <laughs> Uh, enjoy the lobster rolls. So that, that that you know that could be it could be worse. You know you get some lobster rolls out of it. So it's not the end of the world. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their Taylor Made Driver Contest. This contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver, and the drawing will take place Sunday, April eighth. That is in two days. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right. <laughs> I'm so weak talking about Red Lobster. I actually don't like Red Lobster, but I also don't eat seafood. So, is there a reason why you don't eat it, or you just don't like? I don't like. I don't like it. I don't. Didn't you? You didn't see that when we went to when we were in Vegas, and when we went was that when you was there, and we went to the sushi spot. 
I was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't eat. I didn't eat any of the seafood there. I ate only the. Uh, Is that a lack of trust about raw food, or you just don't like? Food? Nah, I just don't. Nah, I don't like. I don't like seafood at all. I don't. I can't stand the smell. I can't. Uh, My mom like refu- loves fish, but she refuses to eat sushi because she's paranoid about it being raw. So that's why I was curious. I understand that as well. I think that's pretty wild. It's like you just stuck your hand in the ocean, grabbed a swordfish, and took a bite. So, and if you took a bite of a swordfish, that sounds pretty painful, actually. So don't do that. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Houston Rockets going to play the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are catching four and a half at home after opening up as a one-point favorite. Houston is now a four and a half road, road favorite. 229 is the total. Injury report here, and we have for the Charlotte Hornets, Tay Rozier, P.J. Washington, Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward are all out. Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable. Mark Williams is probable. And for the Rockets, K.J. Martin is not on the injury report. Yeah, that's about it. So no wonder they dropped this line. Well, you know we're going to take double-double on whoever's the starting center for Charlotte. I mean, that's Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And I'm, I can't remember the last time we didn't cash that. No, it's cashed basically every time. Uh, yeah, I know Richards. I, I think Richards started the last game, or maybe it was Williams, but the point is one of them had a double-double. So if you've been taking that, you've done well. I'm on Houston. I'm not really going to overthink this. Now, the only thing that's annoying is this does have Orlando Magic written all over it, where Houston has nobody ruled out, and then it's randomly going to be 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they realize, wait, why are we using our normal players? And then they just decide to bench the entire team. I could see that happening, but based on the current lineups, I got to lean to Houston. Once again, the Hornets' run was fun for about three (laughs) games, and they've gotten killed ever since because they benched even more players since then. The roster is horrible. I mean, it's just it's just that simple. Right now, Houston's using everybody, and Charlotte's not. I think Houston will probably end up benching a player or two, but I still like their roster, this form of their roster compared to Charlotte's. I think I have to link to Houston here, despite them being horrible on the road, because I've seen Charlotte play over the last couple of weeks. They can lose to anybody by 20. I'm going to lean to Houston. In their defense for Houston, they're locked in. Like the three, we know who is getting their best shot at yeah. the number one pick. Like those two teams are locked Oh, it doesn't in. matter if they win this game or not. I'm just saying. Yeah. So I said it as a field to it where they're like, you know what? Let's do some roster evaluation. And- yeah. And let's do, matter of fact, let's do some roster evaluation. Let's do that right now. So, if everyone gets benched, I'm going to take I'm going to take Christopher over because he's just going to shoot the ball as much as possible. Let me see here. Okay. So, let's just say all five best players on both teams. Well, you already know the five best players are out for Charlotte. But if we look at the bench, and this is a situation where they bench everybody, I'm pretty sure Charlotte's G League team is better. I'm almost positive Charlotte's G League. They that at least at the right. very least they have the size. That part's the that part's true, I think. But the problem is, once again, as of right now, Houston's using an actual team. I know They're this is just like it's just, it's, it's just a game. It's just a game. Yeah. Like so let's let's say they do. Like let's okay. say Houston makes the decision because we're clearly on Houston with this lineup. Like yeah, there's no question yeah. about it. we're clearly on Houston. But if they do, and they do sit everybody, I think we have to pivot to Charlotte. I think I I think I'd agree, but I think I'd rather just take player props. Jr. mentioned it. He is he likes Eason double double. Yes, I, I think yes. if Houston benches the entire team, you can look for a bunch of uh, step up games from players who we've seen flashes from. 
who have not really played that much. Eason's one of those guys. I, I like the double-double there. If everyone doesn't play, I say Christopher points. He hates the coach anyway. He's finally uh-huh. getting minutes if, if everyone doesn't play. Christopher's been waiting for more minutes for the last five months. He's yep. chucking it. He's going to chuck the ball as much as possible if everyone ends up not playing in this game. I... Do, you like, do you like Garuba double-double for Houston? <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of tempting. I think that we play a small sprinkle on Kevin Porter Jr. or and Shangun's triple-double and okay. hope that they bench one or the other. Because if one or the other gets benched, that just increases exponentially the other's chance for getting a triple-double. Okay. Like, they, they're really that. screwing each other out of being triple-double threats every single game. Yeah. So, I say we just hope we have one of Shangun or Porter gets benched and we can get, you know, we get that triple-double price. That's a way better price on the other person. Are you tempted by Maladon assists? I know he had a big assist. Oh yeah, I'm going back to it. Recently, I'm going back to it. I've said it so many times, and I've always. It's really frustrating because I keep every time I look at the slate, because some of these bets I have placed before, but others I tend to wait on. And every time I look at the slate, I continue to forget to bet his assist with Charlotte. Yeah, to read the last four games for Maladon, by the way, eleven assists, fourteen assists, nine assists, nine assists. The games against Toronto were kind of hilarious because Maladon just straight up can't shoot at all, but Uh he's playing so many minutes recently. He had an 8-8-14 game against Toronto. So you're like, okay, you know, that's pretty solid. 8-8-14, what are you, Rondo? And then you look Uh at the shooting numbers, 4 for 16. And you're like, wait, why did you shoot the ball 16 times? (laughs) Like, he can't shoot to save his life, but he's a good assist guy. So I'd consider a double-double on him no matter what. I think that's probably worth taking blind, isn't it? Unless you'd rather just take a, the assist. Yeah, I mean, he can get to the, but he can get to the line and get five. He six took he took sixteen line. shots. Like you have to assume like, he can get to ten points. Yeah, yeah. What's the double double on Maladon? I got I, I got to check the uh, player props here, just because I, I do think that's worth taking right now. Because there's no chance Maladon's not going to play. Because why wouldn't he? They might not keep him next year. Like he's I, they're going to use him. Let me see. I don't even know if I see double-double lines on him. Uh, I do not. I only see Houston players. You mentioned triple-double, so uh, I'll just... Okay, so DraftKings doesn't have any of the props up for Charlotte. I'm going to pivot to FanDuel and see if anybody has anything. It's very very freeing, by the way, that we could actually use the names of the books that everybody already knew we were talking about, but now we can officially say it. So eh, we're breaking for, through the wall. We need that bag back though. We do. So, um, hey, y'all tell these books, Hey, go at the books and tell them to make us a, a sponsor. Go at the books and tell them to make us a sponsor and make sure they check out the show so they can see, Hey, we're doing good. We can make a lot of money because right, we need FanDuel, a sponsor. FanDuel, I respect it. You have every, you have most rocket starters, double, double, and the only Hornets player with a double double price listed, Mikhailuk at twenty five to one. Can you give us Maladon? Can you give us somebody that we actually want to bet double double? That's just disrespectful. You're going to give us one Hornets player, and it's Mikhailuk. Oh my god! Come on, man. Is there anything else for this game that we have not touched on? Uh, you like the over or the under? Yo, exactly. Yeah, that's how, that's I don't know. I, I don't know who's playing. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just say over. Let's just go over. This is the G League, and everybody in the G League is gonna try to show out. Just go over. I think I'm gonna lean under for now because I I do think Houston's gonna bench half their team. 
I, I would be shocked if Houston actually used their if Houston, entire roster. For if Houston game. plays their backups, I am actually betting Charlotte. I don't blame if Houston it. plays their backups. I'm actually, I will actually have. A I might bet Mallet on triple double if they use their backups. <laughs> he had eight, eight, and fourteen a couple games yeah, ago. You could take a like, flyer on it. But I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent betting Charlotte. They use their backups. I, I, Houston's a bad roster already. Like they have talent, but they're a bad roster bad. already. Yeah. And you're telling me that Silas is going to coach backups to a win? Absolutely not. No, I'd stick with what I said. You take player props and you hope that they get released more than five minutes before the game, and you can bet some double doubles. Miami Heat are on the road going to play the Washington Wizards. Heat are laying six and a half. 218 is the total injury report here. And we have for the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry is out. That's about it. For the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, Abia. Well, that, that's it for now. We'll see if Miami benches more people as the day goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kuzma, Beal, Porzingis, Abdia, Morris out. Delon Wright's not on the injury report. I mean, I just say just go ahead and get this Wizards money line bet in now. Well, we we didn't exactly start off the show talking about motivation because we know most of the most of the G League teams tonight aren't exactly motivated to use their NBA caliber players. Miami's in a weird spot because they kept maybe five percent chance. I was going to say they kept their hopes alive. Technically, in theory, for the sixth seed because they beat Philly yesterday. The problem is I roasted the Magic for benching their entire team. Do you know who the Magic play tonight? They play the Nets. If the Nets win, and once again, Orlando's benching their entire team. If the Nets beat the same team that lost to Cleveland's backup squad by 20-plus points, the Nets officially clinch the sixth seed. What I'll, the only thing that I will say, this is how I know that the Heat – just really like we're getting the best line and this is a lock. You have to take Washington plus six and a half. Now you have to sprinkle on the money line because look at this. When the heat actually had a chance at not being in the play in, they still sat Jimmy Butler and bam on a back to back. Now you're telling me when they have a 5% chance of making it out of not being in the play in that they're going to actually just play everybody on. Come on now. And like, for the actual scenario, in case people did not realize, Miami needs to win out and the Nets need to lose out. And once again, we just saw the same Orlando team lose to Robin Lopez and Ricky Rubio and Danny Green and the Cavs bench squad by 20-plus points. So the point is, if the Heat go into this game or go into the schedule tonight and realize Oh yeah, the Nets are just going to kill this team. Why are we playing anybody on a back-to-back? So I don't think Miami's going to play anybody. In they this weren't going to do it anyways. I don't think they, they were had, going to anyway. They were going to do it anyway. We were just talking about the other week that they had a, the amazing shot of having a good game against Toronto, a good game against the Knicks, and putting themselves in a good situation. And they chose to sit Jimmy Butler in the first leg, and they sat Bam in the second leg. Like they're not going to. There's no way that they come out here with a full roster. It, where the season is already lost. Like, no, you're you're in the play-in. You're going to be the seventh seed. You have a home play-in game. You get ready for that. that no, it, Washington plus six, Washington money line. This is the easiest bet of the day. By the way, I see by some updates. The, easiest bet of the, day. the Orlando players that missed yesterday's game are now questionable. So, Wait, even said they were out last They night. were okay. out. They were out three, like five minutes ago, and half of them got promoted to questionable. Now, once again, it's questionable, so there's no guarantee they're going to play anyway. But... If the Nets are winning at halftime, 
by 20. Let's say Orlando does bench half the team. Miami could just start players, scoreboard watch, and pull everybody in the second quarter. That's a possibility, too. So, so I, I got to lean Wizards here. I feel like I have to. This is not a lean. This is a lock. Wizards plus six. Wizards money line. I'm not one. We we don't trust the Miami Heat as a favorite. Now you're no, telling me that they're they're a six and a half point favorite, and we know they are sitting people. Like we know this for a fact. They are they are not playing everybody on this back to back. They are not. Is no. All right. I don't know what to do with the total. Um, I I don't have. I don't have any thoughts on total at all. I, I don't I either. Because no Washington's been a horrible defensive team, but I don't know if Miami's going to have any offense in this game. So I'll just lean to the over, I guess. Just hope for another G League All-Star game where you just see a bunch of points. But yeah. Miami's could use some starters early on, maybe. I mean, Orlando now having guys questionable, you know, kind of changes things a little bit because they're going to be scoreboard watching for this game. But at the end of the day, it's I a five percent chance. A no, I was going to say, I think Miami's going to rest. Most like, of the guys no, they're play, so. not. They they've given up. If they haven't given hope, given up hope, I'm telling you to give up hope. It's a five percent chance. Like we're I'm not trying to think of what stuff. I like in this game in general. Johnny Davis points or Johnny Davis points rebounds. Oh no, go back to. Oh, I know a hundred percent what I love. Kendrick Nunn to just okay. put it all oh, on the okay. Miami. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Kendrick Nunn is just to just go ahead and throw it all down on the Miami Heat. What? This is the revenge spot that we need. This is the revenge spot to end the season that we want right here. Eleven and a half points at even what like even money right now. Yeah. 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 We're taking Kendrick Nunn all the way here. I might also be tempted maybe by a DeLon Wright double-double or something with him because Morris is out too, and Wright's mm. a pretty good stat sheet guy. I think there might be value on DeLon Wright to put up a double-double, but I, I want to see what the price actually is for that because he has no competition at the point guard spot. He, he might end up playing 40 minutes in this game. Gafford double-double? Yeah, I feel like you kind of have to. I mean, foul trouble is going to be a concern, but you got to at least bring it up. Bam's not playing. Yeah, I, I feel very confident that Bam and Jimmy are sitting out for this game at the very least. I think at minimum one of them sits, probably both. Okay, so Kendrick Nunn. Does Kevin Love play? I want to give a shout-out to Kevin Love, by the way, because in the second half of the game yesterday, he drew four charges in the span of about eight minutes, which is some type of record in my eyes. I've never seen that many charges being drawn in, in such a small period of time. So good for Kevin Love. I think he'll play a little bit, but is it a Yurtsevin game? Are we finally getting our Yurtsevin masterclass that we've been waiting for for about five months? Is he? Wait, has he been playing? Yeah, he's active. Oh, oh, I'm 100% betting his double double. Whenever they drop it. Oh, if they drop gonna, it. If he starts, oh, when they drop it. it, they're going to make it like. Uh, like plus 125 like oh my gosh yes yes do we not remember the run Yersevin had last year oh i'm just saying i'm not sure there's oh gonna be lines gosh. up on it but i'm, I'm that expecting... was like a legendary run for yeah, a third was. string center it was, it was him a and legendary Moses Brown run. as like the two legendary runs for backup center yo i'm really like pissed that nobody let me have a moses brown game this year even the nets had moses brown for a day or two yeah like that's really like i'm really Oh man, oh yeah. If 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 we get Yersevin props, I'm all over that. They're gonna they're gonna disrespect him by putting his uh, rebounds line at seven and a half too. I know it. I know it because he did it last year. All right, so we have come down to Kendrick Nunn, 
Yurtsevin, if he plays right. I don't Johnny see any Davis right props, a, but I, I think right could be in line for a pretty solid stat line tonight. Johnny Davis. I, I mentioned Johnny Davis. And I kind of want to throw Kevin Love in there. Just saying, Davis's points are at 16 and a half. And to read off the games that he's played recently, he's done quite well. He's had 20 he's had 20 points exactly for the last two games. Played 36 minutes in each of the last two games. I think 16 and a half is too low for a guy who's attempted at least 15 shots in three of the last four games. So I like Davis over in points. I can really see Kevin Love having that Danny Green type of game yesterday. We just back we back great last night. We 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 back NBA champions in the G League games. That's that is a commandment. That is a new commandment. Yep. If you have an NBA champion playing in a G League game, you back them no matter what. So we back we back Kevin Love for sure. Although I see Gafford at um I was gonna say double double at two ninety. That's kinda, a hell of a deal. I, I, yeah, I, I kinda wanna get there. I might end up getting there tonight. All right. Let's go on to the next game. Toronto Raptors. Running back against the Boston Celtics. Boston opened up as a one and a half point favorite. Now down to one. 222 and a half is the total. Let's see here. The Celtics uh, are playing for nothing. Nothing for the Raptors that I can see. Jason Tatum, as of now, is not on the injury report. Marcus Smart's questionable. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. Derek White is questionable. Al Horford is not on the injury report. Peyton Pritchard is questionable. I mean, I just don't see why they would play all these people. There's no reason to play anybody. Boston's officially locked into the two, so they're not. And they had, yeah, and they have the division. Like I truly, yeah, because Philly punted the game yesterday. So yeah, I I, I truly don't know why you would, why they would play anybody. The argument here for Toronto, though, is that Toronto's the nine, which means they are in a go home game immediately if they lose in the first but if they game. Win, but if they, they win, can. they're only one behind Atlanta. So they can jump Atlanta for the eight. And if that's the case, you suddenly join the double elimination playing tournament. So it actually is a pretty big seating spot there. Atlanta's favored by a bunch tonight, but we'll talk about that later. Toronto does is, have motivation. Why is this line this? Why is, why is this line? Like in every other game... Every, like literally, I mean, we'll just go ahead and we'll look ahead. In the Lakers game, they're favored by ten and a half. You're assuming they're sitting everybody. Golden yeah. State's favored by nine and a half on the road. You're assuming that Sacramento is sitting everybody. Yeah. Like even you know, even a Dallas game, Dallas Atlanta, is favored Atlanta's by eleven. Favored by ten and a half because Philly's probably going to bench everybody. Yeah. So I'm just like every single game on the slate, they are assuming that people are sitting except Boston. Why does Boston not get the same? Like, why do you think that Boston is playing everybody in this game? And if they want to stay fresh for the playoffs, like if they want to just enter in decent form, but they have a week off anyway because with the play-in schedule, you have extra time off. So I'm going with Toronto in this one. I know yeah. Toronto's terrible on the road. But Boston, they've been pretty good in some time in some spots without using their starters. But I don't even care. And is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Are you basically saying that their bench unit is that good that they can compete with the starters that twice? Like they this? compete with like- the starting team that's motivated because Toronto actually can gain something. I'm going to take the Raptors here. I, yeah, I really don't know why Raptors. Boston would use anybody. I have no idea why the Raptors aren't at least like three, four, five point favorites in this game. I think they'll close like, as a favorite. And it's not like year. it's not like Boston is just injured, low managing. These people actually have nagging injuries that they're dealing with. 
I think Boston just taking their sweet time, and the odds makers haven't fully acknowledged it yet. But yeah, Boston's playing for nothing, so I expect half of them to sit. This is one of those games this where so dumb. you could lose, but realistically, how does Toronto not close a favorite in this game? This is so dumb. Very. Oh, my, yes. Bet this now. Bet this now. There's no way they don't claim this as a favorite. At the very least, if you think that what I'm saying is bullshit, oh, Terrell, you're just a Boston hater, blah, blah, blah. They gave him a game, and they might not sit everybody, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Cool. Whatever. There's no way that Toronto doesn't close as more of a favorite, so you can get back in and get and have plus money on the Celtics. Like, there's Besides, no way. The Boston's at home. Currently, the starting lineup is still listed for Boston, and it's minus 115. So they've already embraced the fact there's a strong probability that most of these guys aren't playing. But That's when it's stupid. official, I think you'll see it move a little bit. I'm on. It's Toronto. not stupid. It's not stupid for me, but I just think that it's stupid how, like, why would why would they do this? Isn't on literally this every the, other game, you're assuming that people are sitting people. You have no guarantee. You're assuming everybody's sitting people except this game. So I know that Philly had nothing to play for yesterday, and Miami did. And I know that Boston's bench is better than Philly's bench. Isn't this just the exact same situation where they're going to come out flat, they'll probably get buried, and then next thing you know, you'll look up and you'll see the Raptors up by 15. Like, it wouldn't shock me. It's the same exact situation that Philly was in yesterday, and they got buried at home. I just, I I question Joe Mazzula's coaching on a regular day. Now you're expecting me to take him serious when nobody, like, everybody doesn't have anything to play for at all whatsoever. Now, for assuming Boston ends up using their entire bench squad, would that include Brogdon? Because he's had injury issue injury issues. Because I would I would blindly take Brogdon double double if he's going to actually play minutes in this game. I I think Brogdon. I think he is counted as a starter with the outs. So. I, I think he is too. But I'm just I was just asking. Yeah. I'm all over I'm all over Hauser threes if they bench everybody else. Okay. All right. Love Hauser. I don't care about total because I really don't know what to do with this line. I no, I would take Raptors team total over. That's about it. Yeah. But getting to the props, Jakobertel is still plus money for a double double. When he never scores, that's the problem. But or he can at times, but other times he doesn't exactly. He doesn't have a bag in the post. Let's put it that way. So he's looking for a lot of. Free I mean, either way, his his rebounds are my, at nine and a half minus one hundred four. Like oh, the rebounds he should get. I mean, that's what I said. It should come down. Yeah. To points. Yeah. Like it's still minus one hundred four for nine and a half. Re- he should walk into ten rebounds easy, especially with us expecting people not to be playing for Boston. Like, yeah. And that's the reason they don't have Boston. Pro- uh, this is just weird. Okay. All right. I see Siakam um, triple double at 50 to one. 50? Sure. Really? 50? That's that seems Scottie a little Barnes is at 95 to one. Okay. Let me find out what book that's at. Oh, I'm I'm just trying to spec. I'm just trying to come up with stuff because okay. once again, I mean, you have yourself. I've hundred percent talk myself into it. I've been waiting for that point in Scotty Barnes' season where he realizes that he's actually a triple double machine and he can get that done literally every single night if he wanted. Van Vliet screwed me with double double last game, but Van Vliet double double in this game is five to one. Maybe five to one. I can talk myself into it. I mean, Van Vliet, based on how the season has gone, has become one of my least favorite players in the entire NBA. But five to one's a good deal. So Barnes is five forty. If you want to make a case for Barnes to have a double double, that's plus five forty. 
Um, I don't see triple double though. For uh, yeah, Barnes, you said ninety five. Siakam's fifty. Yeah, let's go to I. I'll just wait until really. I'll just wait until Boston decides what we all know that they're not serious about this game, and yeah, I'll get like get down on some Boston player like a Hauser or something, somebody that's just gonna go crazy from like three or something. But yeah, that that's how I'm looking at Hauser. Yeah. All right. Well, next game on the slate, we have uh, once I close out all the tabs that I opened up on this game. That's really weird. Like they assume everything about every other game, but this one, it, it, it's going to end up exactly how. Miami well, this came. game is partially assumed because it is basically a pickup with Boston at home. But yes, it, it is. Not, but I think Toronto should be favored. Orlando Magic, as we alluded to, playing the Brooklyn Nets. Nets are laying 11, 219 is the total. And you told me that basically everybody that was listed as out is now questionable for the Magic. So we'll see what they do with that. And for the Brooklyn Nets, Dorian Finney-Smith is probable. Maybe that's what they said. They said they're just not going to waste their time the starters time playing against the G league team and they want to play in an NBA game. Cause this seems like this is actually going to be an NBA game. And if this is going to be an NBA game, then we need to get down on the magic plus 11, right? Freaking now. <laughs> yeah. The, the way that I see it, Orlando deciding to bench everybody yesterday, it is a back to back. So they might've just decided to use the stars in the second game. It's still ridiculous. You should use the starters at home and then just bench everybody in the road game because you had fans there. Like for appreciation, like you should have used your starters yesterday. But anyway, without knowing for certain if Orlando's starters are I'm going fine to taking play the risk. or not, I'm fine you got to take the, the points. I'm fine taking the risk. I'm 100% fine taking the it's risk. A, it's worth the risk. I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Give me like, Orlando, Orlando plus 445 on the money line. If, if the Nets end up facing off against Orlando starters, there's no guarantee they even win the game. If Orlando starters get out and they catch a lead and we're in the third quarter, maybe halfway, and Orlando's got a pretty, you know, pretty 10-point lead, I think the Nets call it, tap it in, and just call it in. And that I, and I that's 100%. And that's 100 I think the Nets call it in. I don't think the Nets have anything to play with here. I mean, are you really are you really concerned? I don't think there's any concern, especially the fact that everybody's going to be scoreboard watching. I don't, I don't think they're going to roll over in the See? game. What? They're going to be the six seed, man. They're Come probably going to be the six seed, but they want to clinch it. They're going to be six seed. Miami and Brooklyn are both going to lo- – well, I, I wouldn't say they'll lose out. They probably beat uh, that 76ers team that's going to sit somebody. But, but I mean, Miami's yeah. Miami's sitting people, and I'm a hundred, I feel confident in saying that I think that Washington is going to come out there and bury Miami tonight. I think they're going to be so – both teams that, are going to be scoreboard watching. Matter of fact, so we'll see. Matter of fact, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Where is this at? I'm doing it now. I'm taking Washington. Yep. I was going to say based on the no, number. So I'm taking what I'm doing I'm doing exactly what I think is going to happen and I think that Washington's going to come out and bury Miami and then Brooklyn's going to see that and and the starters are playing for the Magic. They're not going to care anymore and they're just going to let the Magic just go ahead and have the game and not Well, care. I was going to say anyway, I don't know if I agree with your exact prediction for the game based on the Nets pulling everybody. However, since once again we are not sure if Orlando is using the starters or not, as of right now, I think plus 440 on the money line is worth the risk. 
I got a 480. I'm taking 480 is worth it on the risk for now, in my opinion. I'm taking Washington plus two on it and uh, Orlando plus 480. That puts me at 16 to one for a part. You, you throwing Toronto in there or no? Yeah, let's do it. You just yeah, I wasn't I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to because you said something. All right, so let's add Toronto at plus one oh five. Uh oh well plus one oh two, same thing, whatever. A thirty four to one. Yeah. I mean I think I, I that, really that's worth something. Throw tw- throw thirty bucks on it. I first of all, I'm just getting the heat as a favorite. I would have took this regardless. But I really think that at some point, if Orlando is starters are playing. And they're actually, and they've beaten this next team before. That's the thing. Yep. They've beaten them. So it's just like, they can have the potential to beat them. If they get out to a league, like, I truly think the Nets will just be like, all right, bro. Like, y'all got it. Y'all, like, y'all took this serious. You won't post take this serious. Y'all took this serious. I can 100% see the Nets just cash, just mailing this one in and not caring. And if the Heat lose, we lose, fine. Who cares? So I'm betting this. I don't have any props because once again, I don't, I don't know who's playing, so we can't exactly talk about player props. There we go. That bet is in. All right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm I'm so all over Orlando. Uh, is there any? Was there any type of props out? Um, there might be some out, but I don't even know what I'm tempted no. by. Well. If I mean, if if everybody plays, I'm just gonna trust the guys that got us this far. Wendell Cardo double double, uh, Markel Fultz assist because I expect it to be okay. It's not working. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, and just trust the trust the ones that got you this far. Pretty much. Once again, it's, it's, like a, the, risk. It, it's a risk because you're hoping Miami, you're hoping that Orlando actually cares about the game, which they yeah. might not. But 440? I just know that I've seen Orlando's young guys play over the past month when they probably shouldn't have been carried about the games either. And I've seen the Nets play when they actually had something to play for. I very much trust this Orlando team way better. I'm perfectly fine getting down on this number now. And if Orlando screws me and doesn't play everybody, then you know what? It is what it is. But this is just absurd if Orlando actually decides to play their play. I see that I see this game going two ways. Either Orlando uses the starters and they actually win the game, or they bench everybody and the Nets win by 35. Yes. I, I don't see any middle ground there. So I think And I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine coming back on the Nets if everybody does get bitched because I truly yeah. do believe that they'll win by like 35. So the Nets should win by 30 plus if Orlando has the exact same lineup as yesterday. So yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't really have anything else for this game. It's, it's too many uncertainties in this yeah. one for me to, to really give out much. We'll talk about it. And somebody at me later, and I may have some thoughts. For let's now nah, let's cut it here. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and go to part two and break down the rest of this G League slate. So audio head over now. Basketball 